X factor for me uh, was just wasn't normal. And I remember saying to myself, all you've got to do is get past like week one or two and you'll get, you know, more work, more opportunities. You may not get a record deal, but that's okay. Like at least you'll be singing in pubs and clubs, et cetera, et cetera. I did not for a second think that my (laughs) life would change like that. Not at all. I didn't prepare myself mentally for that. This podcast may contain strong language. Celebrity Phone Box with James Phelan. Does anyone actually know how you're supposed to start a podcast? Does anyone have any idea? Welcome to Celebrity Phone Box Podcast. My name is James Phelan and this is the first podcast of this series. Um, More importantly though, it's the first podcast that I have done ever. Um, So you're going to have to be a little bit gentle with me. It feels weird. I feel like a bit of a fish out of water, which is really peculiar given I've spent every Friday night in a radio studio for the last couple of years. Um, For those of you who have joined me from the radio show, thank you for being here. And for those of you who haven't, don't worry, I'll fill you in on all the gaps. And more importantly, I guess this section of this podcast is for me to explain to you what the podcast is and where the idea comes from and how much fun it's going to be. I'm a magician, really. I'm a magician by trade. I've been uh, touring my one-man show, as they call it, but my tour show, for the last nearly four years now, since 2017. And the first tour was called Trickster, and it started in 2017 and finished in sort of middle of 2019. It was a very, very long run, Um, but it just kept getting extended because it was wildly successful. Um, But off the back of that, I I say that, and I know that sounds really conceited, but just it's one of those things that I can't really believe that I did it, you know. Um, But anyway, off the back of that, I had a phone call from the BBC who asked me whether or not I could do a radio magic show. And naturally I said, yes, of course I can. And then got off the phone and thought, how on earth am I going to do that? So this is where we ended up. Um, For the last two years or so, since sort of the end of 2018, I've done a radio magic show for the BBC, which is called Trickster Life. And um, obviously, because of the wild situation that 2020 has turned out to be, that's on pause at the moment. I do the sort of posh ones. Um, I do the big specials on bank holidays and that kind of stuff. But other than that, they've kind of got a contingency plan in place. Um, but as it stands, for some reason, I'm still the only magician on the BBC payroll, which is a very nice claim to fame to have. Let me tell you about this podcast. Is This podcast is naturally it's called Celebrity Phone Box Podcast. It has its genesis a few years ago, actually, but the actual podcast idea came probably about six months ago when I managed to sort of blag my way into the NTAs and I was doing magic in a box at the NTAs, sitting there with Joey Essex on one side and Callum Best on the other, and... I had this sort of flashback moment when I was 17 and I had my hair done like Joey Essex on purpose. And I had this moment where I realised that if 17-year-old me could see me, he wouldn't really believe what I was up to. And then I had this almost sort of fleeting moment of realising that most of my career up to this point has... uh, How do I put this politely? Has been the benefit of me being able to sort of wangle my way into places that I haven't quite been invited to. And so I had a look through my phone and I realised that my phone was chock full of celebrities' phone numbers. It's worth sort of um, clarifying this that most of them have no idea who I am at this point. You know, a lot of them are people that I've met at 4am, 12 drinks down, in a green room of some show or another, having shown them a handful of magic tricks and have never spoken to them again. So the first idea for this podcast was it was going to be called Drunk Phone Calls with Celebrities. And so I was going to sit here with you and get a bit tipsy and just ring people at random on my phone. And then I realised that uh, for me to be successful in this sort of industry that I'm working so hard to be a part of, it's probably wise not to wind up the most influential people in it. So that sort of idea got rejigged to what we have now. Um, This show 
it's called Celebrity Phone Box. It's almost like Celebrity Chat Roulette, which is another name I was playing with originally. The idea is that I sit here and I shut my eyes, and you're going to have to trust me on that a little bit, and I'm going to scroll through my phone book at random and stop at random, and whoever I land on, I'm going to call without any kind of pre-warning, without any kind of prerequisite. I'm going to ring them up, and I'm going to try and uh, interview them impromptu, shall we say. If they hang up or they don't answer, I lose. (laughs) I'll keep it all in, though, of course. I'll also tell you some stories sort of under the radar, some sort of spill the tea kind of vibe where sort of how I've met these people and the situations that I was in and how that's happened but that's almost secondary to what they've got to say Um, I've kind of found having recorded these I've recorded a few already is people are just natural because they don't it doesn't feel like a stuffy interview it's just me ringing them up for a chat Um, the person we've got for today's interview because how this works is essentially I recorded it all I record the phone calls and then I come and record this bit afterwards is someone I've known for a couple of years now two years or so and she is lovely she's one of the nicest people i know um i'm not going to give you too much of that because i i spoke about it when i landed on her phone number in a minute um but what's worth saying is a lot of these interviews have got some amazing stories like amazing stories i recorded one a couple of days ago which will be coming in a in an episode or two where this person got asked out on a date by jerry springer and when she said no he was not pleased and it is a fabulous story you're gonna to have to wait and see that i won't give away who it is i have to say two things here actually firstly a public thank you to everyone that's given me their time to the people that i have rung up and have in have let me interview them and let me talk to them for the sake of this podcast because they have all just given me their time no one's asked for a fee and some of the names i've got on this I cannot even sort of begin to comprehend. Um, There's some real big American stars. There's some real big British stars and stage, screen, film. Just I just can't even begin to pinch myself enough. So thank you to them. Um, But before we go on, I kind of don't want to ramble because I kind of I I realised that the first one of these I don't really know what I'm doing. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to get this one out and uh, I hope you enjoy it because I had such a wonderful time talking to this person. It's probably worth saying though this was recorded a couple of weeks into lockdown, which is a couple of weeks ago now. So either way, enjoy it, and I will see you on the other side. Celebrity Phone Box with James Phelan. Please leave a message after the tone. Right, let's go. Let's see who we get. So, first things first. Lovely. Right, phone. Contacts. Right, let's shut my eyes. I'm just going to shut and scroll, shut and scroll. Okay. (laughs) All right, I'm stopping. Let's see how this goes. Okay, well, what I've done here is I don't think I've scrolled very far because I'm still on A. I'm not right at the top though, so I have scrolled a bit, but I guess I'm scrolling on the wrong bit or something, who knows. Either way, let me read to you who I've got on this screen. I've got uh, I've got a few people actually. I've got AJ Pritchard from Strictly. I have got Alex Scott, who is the footballer. Uh, I've got Ali Ash from Strictly also. And I've got Alexandra Burke. So Alexandra Burke I've known for a while and she's always been absolutely delightful to me whenever I've met her. Um, I've met her at green rooms and stuff and backstage at tours and that kind of stuff. But she's actually always been really, really genuine and really, really lovely. And weirdly, my finger is actually closest to her. So I think I'm going to give her a ring. Given this is the first episode, there's lots of people in here that, as I say, I, I don't know very well. She's one of the people I do know quite well. The last time I spoke to her, actually, I think she lost her puppy or she couldn't find her puppy. I can't remember, it was WhatsApp, I'd have to go have a look. But anyway, I'm going to give her a ring and see, <laughs> let's hope she answers. 
Hello. Hi. How are you doing? Oh, I'm all right, babes. How are you? Yeah, good. So you found the dog? Uh, we found him. He was behind the shed. <laughs> so I've just got That's behind the, goal, the goalie's net. I don't know what it's called. Uh, goalkeeper's net or whatever it is. <laughs> and he was there so calmly and waiting you know, for someone to detangle him. Do you know what, I've oh, just got this little puppy. looking at me now, he's adorable. Oh, that's cute. She's a miniature dash hound, but she's got a bit of pug in her. Send team. me pictures. I will, I will, yeah, yeah, I will. Do you know I've got four? No, I didn't know that, actually. Yes, four dogs, yeah. I think Rex, to be honest, was looking for food. <laughs> but they, and he's always looking for something, bless him. What's it like having four? It's not bad, you know. I mean, I've, I've always been um, a dog lover. So, my, I mean, when we were younger, we weren't actually allowed dogs. And then my mum finally gave in. They all tore with me. And Are they good with that? Are they all right on the road? Yeah. I was thinking that they about Helen and I'm on the road. They get in a cage in the back of the car. Yeah. Um, and they just, they just chill. Amazing. They're very good. They're very good. They come to the theatres and they chill. So I suppose for you, this is, this is like you've gone from one extreme to the other. So you've gone from being on stage and travelling the country to now not being able to leave the house. Yes. Um, so what's that like? Do you know what's really weird, right? Like all I've ever heard in the past year is, Alex, you need to slow down. Alex, you need to stop for a little bit. You need to take a break. Alex this, Alex that. And actually this, it, this has come... I mean, it's a weird time in life for many people, but actually this has come at the perfect time for me to actually take a forced break. Um, This was meant to be the time where I was going to be recording. I was meant to be traveling to um, LA this week to record uh, for a few weeks. Um, And and my whole list of things to do whilst taking six months to, 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 to go back to my artistry was actually to do things that I'd never done before. Yeah. One being Glastonbury. Yeah. Go to attend it. One being Coachella to attend that. Uh, little things like that. And, and you know, the, the, the bigger picture is there's a bigger thing happening in the world right now. And it has forced me to stop. And um, it's very weird that, like, I'm just grateful that we were able to finish the tour uh, at a good time. Um, because I know, I know firsthand that a lot of people who are my friends who are either was on tour or doing theatre at the moment in the West End, they, they they feel quite sad that they haven't been able to to continue working and stuff. And yeah, well, I'm halfway through. Uh, but I'm well. I say halfway through. I had about four or five dates left of my last tour, and then I'm supposed to be going back right. on the road in September. But obviously, the ones in September are probably going to be canned, and all of these ones have been canned. So it's just for a lot lots of people. And it sounds you know we're sort of in a yeah. in a different situation because we you know when we're out at work, we're doing what we enjoy anyway. But for some people, yes, it's just it's. It must be a really difficult, uh, not even difficult, that's the the wrong word. It's just the not knowing. That's exactly what I've been saying, is the not knowing that's been the hardest part, um, just for me mentally. Um, I've been, and it's really weird because I've been so positive every single day. And I had one down day yesterday where my, one of my really good friends, Anthony, I called him on FaceTime yeah. last night and he said to me, girl, you've just been so positive every day. And he goes, every day you come on the phone, I'm like, how is she so positive? How is she so positive? And he goes, yeah. I've been waiting for you to break. Yeah. Um, and I was like, really? And he was like, yeah. He goes, I've been waiting for you to just have a cry and, and the realisation of actually there's a lot going on. I said, look, it's more the fact that because I want to keep people around me that whoever I'm FaceTiming or calling I want to keep them positive and yeah. and to take that on I felt like oh gosh it just feels a bit too much because now I can't keep myself going and yeah. that's what it felt like yesterday like I had one little blip and then I, I and then I just remember saying to myself get an early night 
rest, new day tomorrow, positive, think, you know, think positive and loving thoughts and that hopefully rest will fall into place. But I think for me, I've had to stop watching the news all day. Yeah. Um, and, only, and only actually tune in at the right time when there's an update and stuff, because I felt that constantly Googling about it um, and constantly watching the news was worrying me even more. Like, yeah. um, so for the past two days, I haven't put on any TV yeah. unless it's Netflix. Nothing's yeah. going on. Oh, I've watched it. I've watched a lot of Friends. Yeah. Uh, 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 <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what. I tell you what. I got Disney Plus a couple of days ago, and I was really hesitant oh. about doing it. And it's so good. Yeah. It's so good. Really. Yeah. It, honestly, See, I downloaded I, the app, but I haven't. I haven't joined it yet. So you would recommend it then? A hundred percent. And like, I, and okay. I wasn't cool. before I downloaded it. I wasn't. And then I, I, I went on it, and I was like, oh, that's a good film. Oh, that's a good film. And the thing that's nice oh, about it as brilliant. well is it's just escapism, right? It's just you know, there's no real sort of um subtext to it it's just it's uh, yeah. the sake of telling a story and um, what i was yeah. thinking about though when you were when you were chatting is you've always come across to me as being a really sort of driven person that you kind of you work hard and and i suppose a bit like me i just feel like i can never switch off you know oh, you me too. Think, oh. this is you know this is what i want to do next and then this is what i want to do next and yeah. it's almost with this it's it's nice to find a time where you can just enjoy the silence a little bit you know it yes absolutely i think it's well for me like like i i'm i'm the kind of person who is non-stop anyway yeah. um and that and that is actually quite hard for anyone around me to handle at times um yeah. especially if they're not used to that kind of personality yeah. um whereas i just keep going and, and won't stop but i just feel like within the moment of of keeping still and trusting 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 what you're feeling I think that's really important because I never take a moment to 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 be consistent in meditating and yeah. and and things like that. And at the moment, that's what we're now taking on because yeah. we've we've found that we've got so much time on our hands. Like my partner and I, we're working out at least three times a day. We're cooking so much that yeah. we are using every single thing in this house. Yeah, and it's amazing because we're coming up with with different things. We're inspiring each other to to make sure that we're motivated to cook and and come up with certain things. That even I've shocked myself. Yeah. Um, really shocked myself. But it's just it's great, and I feel like if if we can see the positive side to everything, being able to spend time with loved ones in your household. Yeah, to be able to get fit. Uh, and also to to catch up with friends, which I sometimes I'm guilty of as well. Don't find the time to do. Yeah. Um, so I think that's also really really important. Um, and 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 to be able to do all that, I feel like everyone's sort of appreciating each other even more because we're all checking in. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, I've started FaceTiming my nan and stuff, or like a big group family thing. And it's actually we would never do that otherwise. You know. Yeah, absolutely. And it's and that kind of thing is actually um, it's it's important to to check in. Yeah. And I check in with my loved ones all the time, but I think more than ever, now is the time where people have realised, I've got to make sure I check in with, with the, you know, the, the, the elders in our family, yeah. or make sure that you're just, you know, send a text now and again and make sure someone's okay and, and things like that. Can I ask you a question about going back to the theatre stuff is, um, obviously for the last few years you've been in the bodyguard and a, and a few other things, obviously, but the bodyguard is the big one that stands out to me. Um, but what do you prefer doing? Do you prefer touring your own music and standing on a stage with you and a microphone? Would you prefer being part of a, a big show? Um, if I'm completely honest, I prefer doing my own thing. Yeah. 100% do my own thing because it's just, it's my first love. And and don't get me wrong, I love doing theatre and what I've learned from it has been uh, just incredible. And I've, I'm really, really blessed to be able to have done 
such tremendous shows and be a part of, uh, you know, sold out shows of, of, across the country. Yeah. Um, you know, theatre's taking me to places that I could, I could only have dreamt of, like Japan, for example. I was there for six weeks last year. Well, had the time right. of my life. I had the time of my life. Like I was so hesitant to go because I was like, oh, there's not really a point in me going. I'm, I'm going to just stay home and record for six weeks. And my agent turned and said to me, Alex, when everyone else packs up and goes to Japan and you're the only one that doesn't go and they come back with all their stories and everything that yeah. they've bought and what they've done, you're going to feel like you were left out. And I was like, you know what? You're absolutely right. Six weeks of my life that I, I wouldn't just choose to up and go to Japan. It's on my bucket list, but never had an opportunity. And I got to promote an album out there and do certain things. that I was just like, wow, what an, a blessing, such yeah. a blessing within all of that. So, you know, but my first love will always be my music. Uh, but theatre has definitely taught me things. Uh, in one, one thing in particular is definitely discipline. I'm mm -hmm. a disciplined person anyway, but theatre... All I've got to say is if you've never experienced doing theatre, you don't even know what hard work is yet. <laughs> that, for me, theatre has, like, literally, I was sounding like Barry White every single day that I'd wake up. Yeah. Um, singing 18 Whitney songs a night is no joke six times a week. I can imagine. Literally not being able to talk the day. And yeah. then, after you finish a show, that's the only time you get to, to communicate with, with people. And then you've got to shut up <laughs> for, like, 10 to 12 hours because you can't speak because you've lost your voice. It's, like, it's ridiculous. So uh, anyone that does theatre, my I've got such, such major respect for them. Uh, people that do eight shows a week or do pantos, et cetera, et cetera, because it's hardcore. Like yeah. an artist can can schedule their own, uh, they, they can schedule their own tours and do it. You know, they could do one show on, one day off, one show on. In theatre, you've got no choice. You're doing yeah. six to eight shows out of there. <laughs> I was talking to a friend of mine who's in, she's in six in the West End. And she was nice. saying, like, she just has no social life because, you know, it's... Oh, it's, yeah. Zero. But, you know, it's one of those things that we do it because we love it, don't we? You know? And yes, that, absolutely. And just while you're on that, it just kind of made me think, because I, I remember it was just when you came off the back of Strictly and you were touring your own show. Are you ever... Do you ever find yourself when you're stood on stage at the Palladium or somewhere like that, just pinching yourself and thinking, yes. I'm doing this? Do you ever have that? Because what I found is you almost... It, it takes you taking a minute to step back for you to realise what it is you're doing. Yeah. Do you know what it is? I'm, I'm very fortunate in the fact that my mum, my mum really put it into my head that any time I do something where I'm able to, to use what God, you take a moment and really reflect and really look at what you're doing. And every time I do a show, whether that be before the show or during the show, I always have a moment and it hits me out of nowhere. And it's all because my mum always said to me, make sure you take a moment because you'll never get that moment back. Yeah. And every, like I have a thing that I do before every show, before I go on stage, I always pray. Because for me, it's such a blessing to be able to wake up knowing you're doing what you love. It's just a blessing and I never take it for granted ever. It's, it's also, I just think it's a real gift to have people spend their money that they've, you know, spent returning to come and watch you do your thing. Yeah, yeah. It's such, it's so, it's so nice. And I say that to people all the time, like you look out in these theatres and you look out on these audiences or wherever you're performing, wherever that be stadiums or, or arenas, whatever it is, and you look out and you go, you've come out to spend the evening with us. Like, yeah. it's just beautiful. It's, you know, and it's, every um, single one of them has gone for dinner or bought a... Yeah, a, a, and they've made a night out of it. Yeah. yeah, It's really sweet. Really, really sweet. So talk to me just quickly about... So when you did The X Factor, how old were you? Were you... I was 19 when I, when I auditioned um, and 20 when I won. So when you when you're stood on stage there as a 20 year old who's not sort of he's 
sort of you're new to the industry and then you've got Beyonce stood next to you What's I know that? it's crazy because like my mum was in soul to soul and we grew up with my mum being you know yeah. uh around people and people constantly stopping her and her being on top of the pops and that was just, that was really normal for us experiencing yeah. what she went through um X Factor for me uh, it was just wasn't normal. It, it, I I I always had it in my head that I just get to you know a couple of weeks in because I auditioned when I was sixteen and then um, auditioned when I was sixteen years old and then got told I was too young. And all I wanted to do was get one step further than I did last time, which was judges' houses. So I wanted to get to the lives. And I remember saying to myself, all you've got to do is get past like week one or two, and you'll get you know more work, more opportunities. You may not get a record deal, but that's okay. Like at least you'll be singing in pubs and clubs. It's etc etc I did not for a second think that my life would change like that not at all I didn't prepare myself mentally for that um because for me it wasn't reachable wasn't something that was a tangible result um so I just I kind of went to the realistic part of it that I'll be chucked out by week two and I'll and I'll get a bit of work and I'll take it from there and and hey to say that little old me from Islington won it still 11 years later I have to pinch myself because that was obviously the biggest tv show on at the time yeah and you Um, were the real sort of the golden you know it was you were right at the peak of it you know my memory of of it was your final everyone after it tried to copy your final I see I know what you mean because every every time somebody I see a tweet with x factors on and the finals are on um people always tweet me and say right you had Beyonce however many years ago, Simon Cowell, what are you going to do now? And <laughs> yeah. it's really funny that they use that as the example. And it's really sweet. But you know what? I, I feel like that was a great year. It was a great uh, set of finalists as well. Um, JLS were fantastic. Owen Quigg was amazing as well. Um, and it's, it's just amazing how 11 years later, we're all still talking. You know, I caught yeah. up with Owen Quigg not long ago and he's doing really well as well in Ireland. And Certainly. And you mm-hmm. bumped into Aston. Did you, did you ever have a moment with him where you went, can you believe we're here? <laughs> when we Babe, were I, I will never forget, like, saying to Aston, I, I, well, I just couldn't believe, A, that they let anyone from X Factor on there. Because they'd never <laughs> had done that before. It was, it was never, it'd never been done that people from X Factor would be, would be able to grace that dance floor. Yes. Um, and, and there, Aston and I were standing there like, oh, my God, we're actually doing this. And I, went, and I remember saying to him, imagine if you and I made the finals like x factor all over again yeah and we laughed about it and, and it was just you know what we just both said to each other let's just support each other and yeah. enjoy the experience and we definitely did and then obviously he went on to win the um the christmas special which was amazing for him yeah and he deserved it as well you know absolutely 100 percent. Um, i'm just gonna ask you one more thing quickly before we go if that's all right i don't know how sure. much because you were talking about about your mum yeah that growing up with your mum in the industry do you think played a part on you doing it because for me I feel like a lot of people don't follow this career path because they don't know it's possible you know and I right. always felt like I've, I've grown up seeing it happen you know I can see, yes. I can see how you how it can you know, it's almost like you you can achieve what you can see and yes right you, what, were you did you as a young uh, as a young person singing and wanting to do it was that was your mum a big inspiration to you massively massively like she she made sure that I mean look I missed out on a lot of my childhood in in, in the sense of playing outside with friends and things like that nothing I regret at all yeah. um but 
I missed out on a lot of that because she had me in training from a very young age, about seven, eight years old, and didn't stop until I'd won the X Factor. So that's a long time. Um, and, and, you know, growing up seeing what she'd gone through and, and, in, and how successful she was with Soul to Soul and stuff, like, I, there was, uh, all I could want was that. Do you know what I mean? And she and always that. encouraged me to, 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 to be able to dream big and be able to go, well, if I can achieve this with four kids, she'd go, well, what can you achieve? That you could achieve so much more. Yeah. Um, and she'd always put that in my head, Lessa. And every week on X Factor, she was by my side on the phone, on a dictaphone sometimes, helping me out, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Like she went to every single length that she could to make sure that I, I had everything that she knew and all her knowledge got passed on to, to me. Um, and and there's no one else for me that inspired me more uh, because I saw it firsthand with my mum juggling four kids plus touring the world, plus soul to soul, plus our own career, just yeah. a lot. Um, but for sure i feel like if i didn't have that inspiration in front of me i probably would have found it a bit difficult to think that i could achieve it yeah but seeing my mum go through it and seeing her encouragement and seeing how proud she was and seeing her push me only made me want to do it for her yeah so everything i'd done was for her everything to this day it's for her it's yeah. all would it make my mum proud what would she think would she be ashamed of this would she be proud of this what yeah. would she say to me what would she advise me it's all based upon what i think my mum would do and say now and also um, with my mum, a lot of people uh, know that she, she passed away just under three years ago. And I've basically done something, uh, well, our family have done something in her name. And we've opened up the Melissa Bell Foundation, which is uh, basically, my mum used to give children the access in her house to be able to do uh, singing lessons and vocal training, um, microphone technique and, you know, stage presence and all of those things. And... Um, with my mum's foundation it's, it's it's only a baby at the moment and we're still making those steps to make it something greater but we've teamed up with the sylvia young theater school and yeah. uh we do a uh, an event called the four ball every single year with my friend nick Ede, who also has his own foundation staff for stroke and it's about raising awareness about strokes and diabetes um, and but also giving back to the younger generation for kids who who may not have the opportunity to go to places like Silver Young. Um, I know that I wanted to go there, but my mum couldn't afford to send me there. So we've teamed up with Sylvia and we've actually put four kids through a summer scholarship, one of which um, got taken on for a full scholarship, which he's so happy about. Um, but that's all because of, 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 of my mum's foundation. And we're just trying to keep her legacy alive and keep her name alive by doing the things that she really believed in, which is educating the, the, the younger generation in the arts and making sure that they have an opportunity in their lives as well. The thing is, with, with everything going on with the pandemic, it's very hard to now try and structure fundraising and doing things to make, you know, to help out. But, and we have to put, we have had to put everything on hold this year with kids going to Sylvia Young because the, the schools are closed. So yeah. um, at the moment, it all just feels like so up in the air, but hopefully next four months we could get things moving again yeah. um, and do the four ball and then take it into next year. But it's it's done really well so far over the past two years and raised a lot of money and stuff. So we just need to, get it into some kids and make sure that they get a chance best of luck with it because it sounds really really exciting well i'll keep you updated on things as well like if, we, yeah, if the football definitely goes ahead this year if everything calms down with the with the pandemic and stuff then you, i'll definitely invite you along and yeah 100%. you come and enjoy a nice night yeah i would love to i would seriously love to yeah um so what's your are you are you off for the rest of the year now basically until everything well i'm i'm actually off uh well and i mean as soon as this this 
as soon as this basically lifts itself and it, everything yeah. all sorts itself out in the world, I'll be back in the studio. Then yeah. I'm in rehearsals from August for my best friend's wedding, my first ever original role. Oh, so I'm doing that from September. Yeah, I saw the advert for it, actually. I saw the picture. Yeah, yeah we were in the middle of um, a workshop for it and it got, the workshop got closed down. Yeah. so we we finished act two thank god but we've got one more workshop to do and then the, and then we, then the script is done because we're still yeah. working on it working on songs and stuff like that but it's so much fun i do feel in my heart of hearts that it will bounce that people will bounce back and, and things will be okay because it has to we've all had to start from scratch at one point in our lives yeah. um and start from somewhere and i really really believe that it, things will be okay. We just have to have some faith. And I think also people are, are desperate to get out of the house. People are desperate to sort of do yes. things. And so I think, yes. you know, I, I do worry about those smaller theatres that are panto that keeps them going. And then the rest of the year, they're just scraping by. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. That's what scares me. Absolutely what scares me. But I feel like if we all kind of stick together and we all, you know, make a point of helping one another. I think that's also very, very, very important. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. Really that's all right. Um, have a lovely rest of the day. And thank you, darling. Safe. You too. Hey, lovely. Thank time. you. Lots Talk of you love. I'm gonna text Debbie and tell her that we've spoken. Is she is she holding up okay? I think she's all right actually. I think she's in a similar sort of boat as you. Is that she was working so hard? I think she's kind of enjoying taking ten minutes to breathe. Yes. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Anyway. Um, exactly. As I say, stay safe. Um, all right, darling. You too. Lots of love. Love you too. Bye. Celebrity Phone Box Podcast with James Phelan. I mean, so the first thing that we have to talk about is the I love you at the end there. That was definitely a mistake. Please never talk about it again. Um, secondly, isn't she lovely? She's She comes across really genuinely caring. And she's one of those people that when you meet, has genuine time for you. And it's really, really lovely. Again, thank you so much to Alexandra for giving me her time and chatting to me. It was, you know, nearly half an hour. In the meantime, I'm trying to sort of work out the timelines of these and work out whether or not I'm doing them weekly. I'm probably going to release them more often than weekly because I've got loads of them in the can with some really good people. I was just looking through the list. I've got 14 of them recorded, um, which is exciting. Um, I'll also give you uh, some more information about different stuff. I mean, the tour show, my upcoming tour is called mind blown who knows what's happening with it um it was supposed to start in september but who knows so i'll keep you in the loop about that um i've also just signed a book deal <laughs> i've got loads going on um i've just signed a book deal uh for three books the first one is going to be called how to oh god i need to remember this how uh no the title is never buy a drink again how to win a tenner from just about anyone and it's all it, it basically it comes from my radio show it comes from tricks to live because there was a segment in Tricks to Live, which we don't do often anymore, actually, um, just because we started to run out of things, which were all bar bets for me to win drinks or money, you know, off off people. You know, you go on nights out with your friends and it starts off as a laugh and then all of a sudden they owe you 40 quid and it's great. But it's a really exciting book. Um, so when that comes, I'll, of course, let you know. Um, do keep in touch with me. And please, if you enjoy the podcast, let me know that you enjoy it. And if you didn't enjoy it, then tell me you enjoyed it anyway. Um, on the socials is probably the easiest, which is at Feeling Magician. And just to do one more sort of scrapey, beggy thing, um, if by any means you could leave me a five-star review on the podcast app and I know, I know it's annoying when people ask this but seriously it makes such a big difference if you can leave a five star review and tell me that you love me 
maybe not in those words you could say the podcast or that you love alexandra that would be wonderful but until next time stay safe stay well look after yourselves have some rest have some tea don't overthink i know it was quite intense that chat i found it quite intense listening to it but just enjoy yourself and um i'll see you again just before i go next week's one is a good we've got a bona fide american superstar i'll save it at that anyway i'll speak to you next time ciao celebrity phone box with james Phelan. please hang up